Vocabulary is not your typical word of the day podcast. On Extreme Vocabulary, we don't just define words, we contextualize them in terms of their history, etymology, politics, and aesthetics. In other words, we look at the culture behind words. I'm here with Aaron. Hello. Aaron, how much uh, research did you do for today's show? Zero. Oh. That doesn't change. Well, I'm also here with Abe. Hello. Abe, how much research did you do for today's show? Not much. <laughs> In other words... I feel words, like I do more imagination than anything else. In other words, you did all the research that yeah. was done. <clears throat> and it wasn't a lot. Do you consider that research to explore your imagination? Um, I, I consider it thoughtfulness. <laughs> hmm. F- Efren is also here with us today. Hey, what's up? Efren, how many hours did you put into today's um, research? Uh, Domestically or internationally? Good question. Because I consulted archives in both Europe and the United States. Okay. Uh, Does time work differently in Europe than it does in the U.S.? No, I think they go by the same metrics. Uh, What does your W-9 say? Uh, For the last 67 hours. Okay. Uh, Efren, do you consider using your imagination a form of research? Yes. Oh, okay. Great. (laughs) And we're going to use our research and imagination here today on today's word. Breath. Breath. (laughs) I like how breath sounds kind of like the actual act itself right breath is breathy <clears throat> breath is breathy yeah um okay so yeah as an act of imagination i am going to say that uh today's word breath means the supreme principle of life <laughs> well <laughs> breath is life <clears throat> um actually uh sometimes i make a lot of claims on this podcast so you know i always expect that somebody's gonna shoot me down i'm gonna shoot you i'm not gonna shoot you down i'm gonna debate you (laughs) water is life uskabetha whiskey water is life water of life excuse me but also yeah the breath we we need that too so okay well i mean so i so what i'll say just to give myself a little cushion here right um from your rational attacks is that uh we used to think of breath as the supreme principle of life. You know, now we think of something more like heart, you know? Like when you want to talk about like your your identity or your life or yourself or something like that, we say heart, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, got so heart. Somebody has a lot of heart, right, yeah. exactly. Stamina, but, endurance, uh, ability, right? Blood. Right, and that's because it's more scientific, right? Mm. Because we're thinking, we're in a scientific age, so we're thinking more along the lines of science when we talk about our hearts. So the ACDC song, If You Want Blood, You Got It, should be If You Want Breath, You Got It. But only if they were playing, you know, in, you know, like, during the time of the Persian Empire or something. Oh, like I that. see. <laughs> so it only took what a uh, minute and a half for our first like seventy late seventies rock reference. Oh right. Whoops. <laughs> uh, we t- we talked about this already, guys. We spoke about it. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay. 
So let me say a few things about the etymology of our English word breath. Um, it is an old English word. I'm going to struggle to pronounce this, but it's breath. 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 <laughs> breath. But the old remembering Middle English now. <laughs> yeah. But the old English word, by the way, means some, something more like odor, smell, uh, and also it is exhalation, but it could also be something that's like the steam that's coming off of something that's cooking or burning, mm. or oh. the, the smoke off of something that's burning. Um, <clears throat> it does have a relation to another German word, which is pronounced similarly, breath, and it means something like heat or steam. And, and it is related to a Sanskrit word that actually means life or life principle. It's the word Atman, which is a, a uh, Hindu philosophy word. So, Wait, that's etymologically related? Yeah. Atman and breath? Yep. Wow. <laughs> so that's... That's uh, that's my cue, right? That's I see little <laughs> things like that, and that's where I go. Okay, that's where I gotta go, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why I say that, like the the more ancient meaning of breath, um, has to do with the principle of life. So I'll, I'll give you a few examples. Um, one that's kind of unrelated. So in the Hebrew scriptures. Uh, well, when we translate the Hebrew scriptures now, we have the word soul in English, right? But the word that's actually in Hebrew is the word for throat. So when we talk about souls, we're actually talking about people's throats. Hmm. Um, and I guess it's because it's the focal point through which things pass through and come out. So like your speech, right? comes out of your throat mm. but then you know eating goes through your throat so food goes through it so i guess it's like some the relationship between all those things that are happening <laughs> with your throat as the node right through mm. which things are passing through mm. and um so that the word throat itself kind of becomes a uh what's the word uh, a synecdoche right it, it it's a part that represents the whole yeah. So you could talk about a, a whole person and say, you know, I saw 10 throats over there and they were just hanging out. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know it sounds weird, but... Yeah, you know. in vernacular, we'd say, I saw 10 heads and people would understand you. Right. Yeah, yeah. 10 exactly. throats and be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. It's went from like, yeah, we're like now, uh, I guess like, uh, what, like intellectual beings now, right? So everyone says heads. Uh, I don't brain, know. no. Well, we now know from. what the brain is. Uh, <clears throat> uh is the source of our thoughts so maybe that it, it used to just be the place where our hair grew out maybe oh. so our intelligence used to be in our heart or something or um well, i don't know maybe our throats well, oh, the... well i like this idea of it being the throat because uh, <clears throat> it's almost like um your actions are who you are and it's almost like your words are who you are so it's mm -hmm. not like are your is your brain who it's not that your consciousness is who you are but it's the things that come out of your mouth that make you who you are yeah right? <clears throat> and in the old testament didn't like god speak the universe into being 
Yeah, well, I mean, the way, and to add to that, the way he creates humans is by forming them out of clay and, and then breathing, breathing on them. So <clears throat> that the, the breath is an old, we could say, or we could make an association and say, Breath is an older word for soul or for the person. Our right? souls are literally the breath of God, if we think of it that way. Right. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Um, Never thought of it that way. Yeah. And to go back to the brain, though, I, I think I remember that Aristotle thought that our brains were merely uh, temperature regulators for our body. Wow. <laughs> Something like that. Which is true. So, hey, hey, don't, don't go over 98, okay? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Right. We start tell, boi we start boiling up in here. Yeah, tell your brain not to overheat <laughs> your system. Um, so again, uh, the reason why we talk about like as Zephyr said, like heads today, and why we think of you know people as hearts or you know anything like that, I think it has more to do with with our own scientific language and the fact that we discovered through like. Uh... <clears throat> live autopsies or executions that like the blood would be spraying out when you cut somebody open or something and the heart would be right. beating and stuff like that right right <clears throat> although i i can i can see that if you're <laughs> in a scene of war right and it's cold outside and you cut someone you can see the steam leaving their body yeah. oh and you might i suppose you might say something like breath is leaving their body or their soul is mm. leaving their body or something like that that was a really gruesome image. you have to fight in the <laughs> cold but that probably happened a lot right um <clears throat> you're also talking about probably a bronze age mm -hmm. fight where you can cut somebody open i guess <laughs> yeah yeah you can still do that today if you wanted well no i mean <laughs> it can't be stone age as much oh no yeah the stone doesn't cut very well. You have to have a really, well. really sharp stone, which are hard to make. Well, weren't there arrowheads, or is that different? Ooh. Yeah, you're right. You could fashion a stone into a blunt, cutty object. <laughs> but you'd be kind of further away, I guess? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I was reading... This is off-topic, but I, I was reading a kind of... Uh, a guy's kind of hypothesis on... Um, the beginning of what we see as individuality and he thought it might have come with metal because suddenly one person on the battlefield could be um, killing several people quickly or something and they kind of become uh, <clears throat> I, you know larger than life I guess in a way like th that, that I mean, that one would be distinguished from the dead or something in a special way because he killed them, or and also from the other people who he's fighting with. Yeah, because suddenly skill can have a huge part of how fast you can kill somebody. Like, ah. yeah, instead of like, tr even if you're really strong and you have a rock, you still have to be like pounding uh, <laughs> for a while, I guess, before before you can uh, move move through that person <clears throat> something like that does anyone something here like know that. a greek or latin because i heard that the word for um breath in greek or latin is spiritus is that do anyone know that oh word? spiritus mundi something like that i, I wouldn't doubt it oh. and and then uh, our 
our translations, our English translations of those words are just, uh, I would say, transliterations. That just means, you know, we're not really finding our own word for it. We're just taking it up as it is and writing it out with our own letters. <laughs> so that's probably where, you know, we, we start making a difference between something like, you know, uh, breath or wind and then, you know, spirit. And we, we make a difference between that now, whereas, you know, in, in an older, uh, you know, in these older languages, you know, the word, the word breath or, or as in the Hebrew throat, you know, that just stands in for all these meanings. Mm. You know? I'm a, yeah. And I'm wondering now, too, if uh, we looked back at the Hebrew, how many times uh something got translated to spirit versus how many times something got translated to breath mm. uh in the old testament be, i wonder to what degree the holy spirit w could be the holy breath or something or, like or that. the holy oh, wind cool. oh yeah mm -hmm. something like that or the holy even the word divine you know, wind like the uh, voice or something right um, okay, let me, uh, so can, let me go back to the, uh, to some other German words that are related to breath that I forgot to mention here. It's also related to brood. So that word exists in German and, and also in English, but we've kind of adopted that. But of course, brood is, you know, just the, the children, right? The, you're, <laughs> the animals' children. Usually it's not a flattering term, <laughs> your brood. Right. <laughs> means you're unruly bunch right so it's hatchlings right it's uh you know i don't know a group of you know hatchling ducks or something like that well hatchling ducks are actually cute a brood is usually not you're not calling them a brood if you know you think they're cute uh okay but the i think the important part is that the word brood is being used i think because the <laughs> Stop pointing at me. You were pointing at me first. <laughs> because uh, the when when they're hatching, they they uh, exhale or let out steam. I suppose. Oh, it comes out of the shell, oh. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So again, there's the there's the idea of the the steam or the heat that's rising out of something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, kind of breath or exhalation that's coming out of it. So the so that's the connection there between like breath and brood. And then that's where we get a connection to Atman, which is, again, I didn't say enough about this one, too. But, I mean, I don't know too much about Hindu Hinduism or Hindu philosophy. We'll cover that in a future, future episode. Yeah, except that it's, you know, again, it's the... Uh, Atman is the permanent self, whatever that might mean. I, I guess it's the idea of that you have an identity that's permanent that's indestructible and that doesn't change but that only happens once you become part of brahma which is like the ultimate reality of the universe right and not this illusion that we're living in mm. so that's what that is there it's very matrixy <laughs> okay i have a question sure usually when i hear something is etymolo etymologically related two words are there's some phonetic similarity Mm -hmm. But while I can hear maybe some phonetic similarity between Brahma and breath, I don't hear it between Atman and breath. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to link it up except to say that it is linked. 
Mm. Um, there's okay, so there's our old English breath, which does which is related to Germanic words breath, breath, <laughs> heat, steam, um, and then there's brood, and I suppose the link that's where the link is at. So if you can make a jump between from breath to brood, and then to Afman or something like that. Um, and I think that the, 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 uh, you know, that breathy, uh, consonant is probably the one that's linking all these words together. But, uh, other than that, I wouldn't know because I'm not hold. <laughs> you could always ask him. Hold yeah. our old professor. Yes. Our old professor. <laughs> he's still around on, in the fall. Philologist. He disappears Supreme. in the spring, but fall he's there. Yeah. Professor Ware. Are we allowed to say where? Uh, state. That's state. Hmm. Let's just I, say he's just the man who knew almost every language that has existed. Yes. And he could break down any word at all. Yeah. Certainly better than I can. But he's the one who would probably be able to explain the connection between Atman and Brett. And if you'd like to hear Abraham explain Atman further, you can always donate to our Patreon that doesn't exist yet, but it can one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with each donation, you get a recording of Abraham breathing. Yeah, you'll get personalized breath. And not just breath, but You can put it on words. repeat and just put you to bed. Speaking of Patreon, I have a question for you all since we're on the topic. Uh -oh. What would you consider... Like, what's a throaty voice? What does that throaty. mean? Haven't you ever uh, heard that? A throaty voice? Is that like a, like a smoker's voice? See, I don't know. That's that's why I'm, like, curious. Yeah. What, Maybe what, scratchy? Kind of like... <clears throat> you know, but, yeah, haven't you all heard that, that term before? Like, you can hear yeah, the throat. Yeah, yeah crusty, remember? Yeah. <laughs> is that what a throaty uh, voice is? That's a throaty voice. I, I would guess that's the best definition. That's right? like a nasty throaty voice, though. That's yeah, like, that's like smoking for 40, 50 years. But isn't also like this kind of that's throaty breathy. voice? That's like a woman That's being Napoleon seductive. Dynamite. Oh, there's that too. Oh. I thought that was all under the like umbrella of like throaty. No? Okay. No, it's, it's breathy, but that's more, what do you call it, pleasant term to use. Ah. Okay. And a more pleasing term. Breathy. Oh, it sounds good. And throaty is like, eh. I don't know. That's what my instincts tell me. And then there's a whole other category, vocal fry. Have you heard of that? No. It's no. like a millennial thing, maybe. It's not a... It's a Kardashian it's thing. A it's, a, so -cal it's a reality -cal show thing. It's a SoCal thing. It's actually a sexist term because only women get criticized of having vocal fry. And when men have vocal fry, it's considered cool. It's like, just who has vocal fry a male? It's just whenever your voice goes, uh, sounds like a a bunch of vibrations instead of the smooth tone. Uh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. <clears throat> well, you, you're basically yeah, like describing that. Pauly Shore, so Pauly Shore's ah, cool. Shore. Uh, <laughs> Not anymore. He had a moment. Uh, ooh, he, had, uh, he had 15, sure. You know what? I think Pauly Shore is fine. I, I do, too. I, I do don't too. have any problems with Pauly Shore, but I understand why people got tired of him. Did I you guess, almost say but... Pablo Shore right now? No, I, okay. I don't think so. Pauly? I don't know. That was me in Cancun, buddy. Buddy. Oh, buddy. Whatever. Something like that. It's been a while. 
Yeah, um, and plus when you said your millennial thing, you were talking like a valley girl from the 80s. Okay, well, the, those were their mothers. Although, <laughs> one time uh, I went to uh, a restaurant, and then the uh, waitress said, did you guys get your bed? And then my friend was like, we dead. I was like, this is the best. You guys are terrible. Anyways. Um, oh, so wait, I'm sorry, before I forget. So to link up the words, there's one more word that I didn't note down here that I, that I wasn't paying attention to. So apparently there's, there were two words in old English to talk about your breath. One of them was breath and the other one was a thumb. So that's, mm. and I think that's the word that's more related to Atman. The thing is that oh. Atham gets replaced by breath uh, oh. later on. So the the word that people would use to talk about breathing was Atham. <clears throat> and then, uh, so I guess the Germanic word comes into Old English and then we later on replaced that word, Atham, with breath. So um like breath actually has all these other meanings in old english that are now obsolete words like odor or smell um or vapor and things like that and so like i feel like that's all lost now right so now when we say breath we're just talking about the thing that our lungs are doing mm. we're not thinking of steam or vapor right okay. we do say last breath that still means something Oh, and but that's, doesn't that mean dying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is ethem related to ether? That word? It doesn't matter. Huh? Maybe. Devil, <laughs> devil ether. Get out. Take your breath away. All right, that's another saying. Yeah. Breathe ether. life into me. This podcast breathes life into me, like one might say. Mm-hmm. Like many of our patreons uh, currently do say. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. That's the number one thing we hear. And that's the best way to express your your gratitude. And if you'd like to breathe easy, visit caspermattress.com forward slash extreme vocabulary to get $50 off your mattress. Promo code Josh. Promo code Josh. All right. Um, we ready for Literature Corner? Sure. All right. We'll get right back to you with literature corner each week of extreme vocabulary features a piece of literature that uses today's word hey Efren what's that book you uh, left out there in the grass uh, um, you mean the one next to the leaves mm-hmm today I have perhaps uh, one of the most uh, famous pieces of poetry in the history of the United States, certainly, and maybe English. It's, for, it's from a poem that many people have probably read in school uh, or college. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm kind of happy to uh, that the, our word uh, appears in a very specific moment in the poem. It's been contemplated, you'd say, in the moment of this poem. Yes. Great. And uh, this is uh, from the 1892 version. We know that Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. 
uh, has many versions and um, this is from section two of Song of Myself which is you know one of the most famous pieces um, of literature so I'm ready when you are you mean I'm ready when you are are you ready yep all right here's from Song of Myself section two excerpted from Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass the atmosphere is not a perfume it has no taste of the distillation it is odorless it is for my mouth forever. I am in love with it. I will go to the bank by the wood and become undisguised and naked. I am mad for it to be in contact with me. The smoke of my own breath. Echoes, ripples, buzzed whispers, love root, silk thread, crotch and vine. My respiration and inspiration. The beating of my heart. The passing of blood and air through my lungs. The sniff of green leaves and dry leaves, and of the shore and dark-colored sea rocks, and of hay in the barn. The sound of the belched words of my voice loosed to the eddies of the wind. A few light kisses, a few embraces, a reaching around of arms. The play of shine and shade on the trees as a supple bow's wag. The delight alone or in the rush of the streets or along the fields and hillsides, the feeling of health, the full noon trill, the song of me rising from bed and meeting the sun. Walt Whitman, Song of Myself, Section 2, Excerpt. Well, you look a little out of breath there. I, I, I admit, I feel kind of out of breath, like that, sort of those lines, as I ended them, that was the end of like my breath, practically, mm. what I could do. She made it seem effortless, but yeah, not, wow. not easy. But not a friendless. <laughs> friendless? Oh, oh, I just made Scentless it. Scentless apprentice? Yeah. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Mm. Why, why do you think his poem is so breathy and aspirate, aspirated? <laughs> why is he trying to take your breath away? Why is he trying to kill you? Oh, it's, I, I mean, I think, right, what we see, one of the things we see here is, is that. Uh, it seems like uh, the idea of uh, like uh, nature is uh, you, you can't separate it from like breathing and breath, right? Like mm. nature and um, it always finds a way to come in. Like you smell, but you're breathing and you're smelling at the same time. Right? Yeah, like he's not just about the leaves, but about sort of our response to the leaves, right? Mm. Our sort of um, like the relationship between the body and nature. And I'm like, I like that he uses the terms that we were brought up earlier, odor and smoke of my breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did steam come in there at all? <laughs> eh, probably not. I just imagined it, but yeah. Either way, <coughs> Mr. Whitman was right. definitely on to something there. What's the first line of this poem again? Of the whole poem? Yeah. Is, uh, section one, I celebrate myself and sing myself. And what I assume you shall assume, for every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. So is he just like breathing on us <laughs> mm. because he wants to be part of us or something? Mm. Well, he's, he, he's, he has already made us um, speak uh, the rhythms of, of his own breath when reading the poem, right? Like mm. He's controlled the breath uh, with the punctuation, the commas, the line breaks, you know? So, um, 
I think that's one thing that poetry, uh, uh, someone once described poetry to me, I think, as the, um, the rhythm of breath itself, right? Mm-hmm. Poetry has been described. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to pick a poem for today as opposed to like a novel. Right? Well, there are different definitions of poetry. One of them being just sort of like the distillation of uh, language into an aesthetic form maybe or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's definitely this... Um, form of poetry and i think especially during when walt whitman was writing where poetry did have a very uh physical quality to it apparently when uh walt whitman published leaves of grass people would be just performing it outside their windows at passerbys especially on uh, college campuses or something it was like the new kanye record or something had I mean, that was, <clears throat> I guess Kanye is old in 2018, but, you know, uh, some other cool thing going on. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting to imagine a world where poetry is more recited uh, and people are just, um, you know, especially if they had read, if you read it with even more volume and mm. even more breath. Mm-hmm. You'd actually feel probably some degree of uh, lightheadedness or something. Did you get a little, a little lightheaded? Um, in a way, yeah. Like, because the words just keep coming. The sort of you know, and uh, it does leave you at the end of the at the end of every period. It sort of leaves you, uh, yeah, a little bit light, light in your breath, um, and sort of lost in the words because the, they don't. The words don't tell a sort of simple story or narrative. It's just kind of the imagery that's just you're bombarded with. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, poetry was always sort of an oral uh, art. And like um, one of the things uh, when a a student tells me uh, that, you know, this poem was boring. I said, did you read it aloud to yourself? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so like especially the romantic poets like Keats, Whitman, um, Lord Byron, if you read their stuff out loud, it's amazing. Like, it's meant to be sort of read aloud. Uh, but but most of our experience with it in school, high school, college is, yeah, we'll read some stuff aloud, but mostly it's like the student by themselves reading, you know, Walt, uh, you know, Wordsworth or something. And it's like, ah, oh, what's this? But if you read it aloud, it's a different experience. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, I was reading some poetry in the library the other day. I think it was like Charles Bukowski or something like that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But obviously, I wasn't reading it aloud. What mm-hmm. if libraries actually facilitated reading aloud somewhere in, in some way? Shh. You have the, <laughs> you have you have those rooms you can rent. Disturbing people. Those soundproof rooms, supposedly soundproof. They should be called poetry resuscitation rooms. Po- poetry be. nooks. There should be. There should be an outdoor, maybe even an outdoor uh, little area that you can that's still within the library where you can take books and read them aloud. Can you imagine the kind of nerd that would do that? I mean, you could do that. Yeah. There's courtyards, you know, and you could stand yeah. up there and, and read. But I mean, a dedicated space where everybody's sort of reading aloud. That would be kind of cool. It could be a din of cacophony, be... though. <laughs> it's like so much sound and everybody speaking at once. Yeah. Definitely. Have we done cacophony as a word? It should be on our list. If not, yeah. we should. I think we did. We did right. already. Oh. Cacophony? We did it? <laughs> <laughs> the phonetics of Kaka. 
I thought I would remember it, but I don't. <laughs> How quickly that devolved our, 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 our conversation about breath and the beauty of poetry just quickly devolved. <laughs> just one civil word, caca. That's all it takes. And they're connected by the concept of steam. <laughs> Thank you, folks. I'll be here all night. And uh... <clears throat> Steaming pile. Have you ever noticed... <laughs> When I was a kid, uh, this is both here and there, but my friend would be uh, playing with those big rubber WWE toys, um, and he would be playing in, in like this little ring that he had, and he would always be making the sound. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What is that?" It's the sound of the crowd. Yeah, the sound of the crowd. yeah, the sound of a million people somehow become the sound of one five-year-old kid. Breathing through his throat. Breathing through his throat. Wasn't it WWF back then? It was WWF. Um, and then they got sued by the panda people. Really? Well, the, the, the World, World Wildlife Fund, yeah. yeah. And they have a big panda as their um, logo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else uh, stand out to you about the poem? I mean... Um... I actually have a hard time following the struct, the kind of like the sentence structures of Walt Whitman sometimes. So I wish that I had been a little bit more awake while you were reading it. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's just hard to follow. I think he has There's a lot going on. Yeah. Asides and breaks. That's definitely <laughs> one to uh, to uh, disassemble in the in the classroom in the lecture hall. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe one to just read yourself aloud. I mean, wasn't it just one whole sentence that you were reading? Yes. I mean, it was, it was, uh, after the first four lines, yes. It was that when it started the smoke of my own breath, that was all one sentence. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just goes off on tangents at any moment that he can. Mm-hmm. It's like when and tangents of tangents. It's like when I forget the the director's name, but Birdman. Um, he did the one one take for the whole movie, right? Uh, the one um, one shot. Is it Inaritu? Yeah, something like that. Um, the, the Brazilian well, name. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it was the whole. Was it the whole movie in one take? Maybe it I was. think so. I'm maybe pretty it sure. was. I know there were a lot of extended takes, but there was definitely a. Maybe it was the whole movie. It was, or yeah. at least it was tricky at times, especially when when he did the like the flashbacks or the like fantasy moments. Like it was kind of tricky, but it was pulled off pretty well, I guess. You know, uh, one more thing before we move on. <clears throat> um, I, I do like the idea of focusing on one's own breath. He's talking about falling in love with the smoke of his own breath, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, well, I was reading this book called Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, and it goes through a lot of uh, the philosophy behind meditation and the techniques for meditation. And basically what you're supposed to, the reason that, according to that book, the reason that you breathe in a kind of audible way when you're meditating is so that you can focus on your connection to all things because the universe is being pulled in and then going out from you in that moment and you're um and by hearing it like that you're supposed to breathe in a certain way that uh makes it so that your connection to the universe becomes more um real i guess mm-hmm. to you 
Like audible too, right? Yeah. By being audible, it becomes a point of focus, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't know that. There's resonance, that vibration, yeah. good stuff. Can I can I turn this into? Uh, I mean, we've been talking nothing but like positive spiritual vibes here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but can we talk about how if breath is the supreme principle of life, how we're being choked? <laughs> Who's choking? Who? <clears throat> I, I mean, as in our you know our our environment is being polluted. Oh, yeah. oh. We're choking. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, we're breathing polluted air, and yeah. I mean, China, China right now. Um, it's bad. I, I forget what's the name of the one city that's really polluted right now in China. Beijing. Is it Beijing? The capital. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. It's got the reputation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like people can't Shh. on certain days you can't even see outside because there's so much. Yeah, they're definitely there. Yeah. There's a more Beijing is kind of a. I mean, did you say Beijing? Yeah. Yeah, Beijing is not great, but there's also a place called uh, Shenzhen. Oh, near um, Hong Kong? I, yeah, I it's like a major port, right? It's kind of near Guangdong. It's like and, yeah. all factories. Like, yeah. No one really visits there for any reason except manufacturing. Yeah. I think that. And it's close to the harbor, so it's, yeah, the port there. And it's, yeah, it's really bad, you're right. It's, a lot, it's all industrial, really practically. Bad. That's like over here would be City of Industry is there, yeah, except it's much larger. Yeah, it's <laughs> commerce. It's much much larger yeah. than that. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that uh, you know we're, we we are tearing down the Amazon. Well, Brazil is tearing down the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and, the and then Amazon we're done for has, after that. The Amazon has been called the lungs of the earth. I believe it. So we are choking ourselves. Mm. So yeah. Great. Nice depressing. Depressing. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're welcome. Well, at least Whitman speaks to a a previous era where maybe we were less. Well, I think there was a lot of pollution in his time too, right? Uh, I mean, in, like uh, London, there was right. Yeah, but it was working its way west. It's just a matter of time. Maybe he saw it. I mean, he's he's still he's still writing in the industrial era, right? Yeah, that's very that's very true because he does write about like the boats and the steam, the, mm. the like the big liners and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. And many cities used to smell bad before oh, uh, sewage. Yeah. Our, yeah. Oh. Before we moved our waste out of it. Some cities still do smell bad, <laughs> but that's a whole other topic and podcast, possibly. <laughs> Which yeah. city smells well, the most? We're starting that podcast, though. Yeah. <laughs> the city smell. Yeah. The Simpsons, so, you know. Find us on citysmell.com. Well, wherever there's refineries or stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's uh, the 405. There's one. Maybe you know about it. Going to the valley and then going north of the valley and then there's a sulfur plant. Oh, I haven't, I haven't, like, I don't remember passing by, but you don't go that way. I know. There's a 405 freeway here in LA, California. It's like a chicken farm where the 605 and the uh, 10 meet. Wasn't it? Or like a. There's like a chicken farm or ducks or something. It just smells like. But Chino, the whole city, the whole like city of Chino, yeah, smells like cow. Yeah. Chino smells like cow. Norco, Norco smells like chicken. Yeah. We have a lot of fans in Chino. Don't cut this, <laughs> cut this out. Cut this out. Oh, they know it. They're, they're proud of their smell. <laughs> okay. My my cousin he actually has a place around. They're not. Does, pro- and he says it smells like money to I'm me. I'm turning you down. <laughs> I'm turning you down now. Why? <laughs> because I have the. 
power. No, I'm just kidding. Alright, mental note. Okay, He Man. After I edit this part out, we'll be right back with uh, choosing the song of the day. Shira. On each week of Extreme Vocabulary, we like to choose a song that features today's word. Uh, usually we have a discussion about what that song will be, but uh, right as soon as I stopped recording that last section, Aaron said, oh, for the song? Oh, uh, the police, uh, every breath you take. Yeah, and even though it's a terrible song, it's a great choice, so we're going to go with it. And instead of... We uh, had an option, but it got discarded. What was the other one? What was the other one? Berlin, Take My Breath Away. Oh, top, that's a the good The Top one, Gun yeah. theme. There was also another... Uh, the, the Bush song? No. Oh, Breathe In, Breathe Out. That's Machine Head, what though, yeah. Machine Head? Yeah. No, but there was another one. It, it's called Breathe by uh, Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. Floyd's right? Bleed. Dark oh, Side yeah. of the Moon, but... Like very first oh, one. Oh yeah, it just yes. did us and them. So maybe uh, yeah, yeah. We're all so floyded. We're floyded out. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a bunch of other songs. As breath is a very save, uh, save that one for the next acid trip. All right, <laughs> <laughs> is a very um, poetic word. Anyways, um, so instead we're gonna use our time answering an email. This email comes from Alfred, our friend over at. The podcast called Sentences, a great podcast, uh, much better than this one. Um, look, we've got some <laughs> things going on, right? But anyways, that show is great, and it actually takes a lot of risks. They talk to people who have uh, been incarcerated and uh, about some of the writings that they do. It's an intense listen and a great show. Let's go ahead, uh, you guys. Well, just to clarify, their podcast is called Sentences, Sentences and podcast. it has nothing to do with with vocabulary, right? So, if mm. we're extreme vocabulary, right. their their podcast I, is not about sentences; it's about prison sentences. Well, it's, I think it's a pun. <laughs> yeah, it, it could mean both. Because it's yeah. about a like. Well, I just didn't want people to think that it was some other like. Grammar podcast or something no, like that. Well, are not we at all. really vocabulary podcast though? <laughs> we go beyond. I think we fall under that though on yeah. the uh, search. That's how we get labeled, but hey, search yeah. podcast. Yeah, you yeah. thought you knew what breath was, but now you are confused. That's what our podcast is. <laughs> We're doing things here and this podcast, but Sanchez's podcast is doing things. Yes. Mm, yes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. That's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, they're there great we... people. It's a great podcast sentences but anyway let's read their email alfred writes in hey ev team i've been listening to ev for a little while but ev has quickly become one of my favorites we sound like a, a pokemon now <laughs> thank you for teaching or for thinking of us word nerds i have a few questions for you all number question number one would you ever consider releasing more episodes per month i know it is a lot of work but maybe twice a month Wow. Um, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. Sorry. I could see it happening if we, we do shorter, like if we have like shorter, sort of really tight, compact. But uh, And if we had Patreon support. 
then we would do like three maybe. Yeah, because we do this, but you know, when we do it for it's a it's a labor of love. Yeah, we all have to get together to do it. Abe has to research each word. Efren has to find the word in the literature. We could maybe split that uh, work up a little bit better. Um, anyways, I was thinking about that. I think for us to do it because of the difficulty we have seeing each other um, during the week and when school is in session, we'd have to do like boot camp. Like, extreme vocabulary boot camp. And I'd have to see you guys every day for, like, two weeks or something like that. And we could line everything up. But that that's crazy. Well, I mean, wait, when we really think about it, all we'd have to do is meet once a month and do... Once a month? And do, like, two to four on one day. That doesn't sound like out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I guess, but it would be a weekend. We normally do two to three each time, and so four wouldn't be that much more, I guess. But do we want to do that right All now? All right, we'll think about it, but <laughs> immediately um, things will probably run as usual. Hey, Alfred, stop pressuring us, okay? We do appreciate the sort of um, desire for more uh, content, though. Yeah, I think it is good to release more content, though I will say that. Um, all right, second question. How long did it take before you felt comfortable in front of the mic? Ooh. Maybe give me 10 seconds. I've never felt comfortable in front of the mic. <laughs> I don't think I have either. It's always a work in progress with me. So you have four uncomfortable people, <laughs> Alfred, to whom you are speaking. That's why I'm always laughing. It's a nervous laughter. Actually, it's not true for me. Like I do feel comfortable with it, I think I felt comfortable um, after doing my somewhere towards the beginning of my other show, the VGM jukebox that I did. Um, there was something uh, nice about that show was a little more systematic, so uh, we didn't always have to generate our own thoughts. So I think it was a little easier. But anyways, um, so check out the VGM jukebox where you can find. One comfortable knee. <laughs> and uh, I'll do my best to give these guys better massages before e each episode. <laughs> All right. I think I... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go I, ahead. You're probably moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I always do that. I'm happy to hear more about your Oh, no. Level. Yeah. About my comfortability level. Uh, I think I felt a lot more comfortable once we all, all four started doing it together. Oh, right. Uh, and some... I don't think this is up on, uh, is it up on iTunes? Our it older is. episodes where yeah. it's just me and Aaron? Yeah. 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 I guess I just had to carry like a lot more at that time. And then with four of us here, there's just a lot more participation spread out between it's, us. It's easier for you to check out once in a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> or gather your thoughts, right? Yeah. Like for me, I feel like I could gather my thoughts or, mm. yeah. I do think that old format was pretty cool though. Yeah. Maybe we should do it one time. Then you'd have to hear more of me. That's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It but was, it was like it we're was, doing yeah. like our the work was like 50-50, but now it's like 25% each, you know, because there's mm -hmm. four of us. Mm. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it sounds more comfortable, but I'm not sure that the show is necessarily better with me butting in all the time. But I... Uh, I do think there was something cool about what you guys were doing there early on. 
and it was fun to talk to Efren, to have solo time with Efren on his literature corner. Oh yeah, we did do some little skits and shit like that. Though I I would say real quick, it's uh, more Josh is always good, so don't undersell yourself. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned for the Josh Adachi podcast. And, uh, and reality TV show. And reality. Coming on li- uh, Oxygen. Do you feel like well, every podcast is a reality <laughs> podcast? They're going to pressure you to do stuff. They're like, okay, it's not that interesting, so you got to like be more wacky. <laughs> you got to do more outrageous things. Yeah. That's, yeah. You got to go to Wii Spa more often. <laughs> they're offending you right now. Are you just going to take that? Um, who chooses the word for each episode is there an anonymous vote oh that reminds us anonymous oh this is a question again yeah that's a new question oh that um, reminds us we have to uh populate the list oh we have to get some more words and actually um yeah we brought up a word to to use in the future and they're like oh we did it already (laughs) it tends to be unanimous um i think that there's only a little bit of compromise, I think, in regards to that. But we, you know what? Whatever so our first listener recommends for us to do, that um, I, I know that our listeners have been writing in every day, and we thank you very much, but you've been a little bit hesitant, maybe a little shy to uh, actually propose a, a word we enjoy the praise but we would like some suggestions too, the first to first word we get we're gonna do it we will do it yeah for sure <laughs> so uh alfred that could be for you maybe you want to recommend yeah. a word or anybody else out there try to stump us yeah uh again <laughs> extreme vocabulary at gmail.com how can one stump the unstumpables <laughs> or you can even tweet us a recommendation at, at extreme vocab <clears throat> i'll try to put out a a survey or something. I just put out a challenge. <laughs> to stump us? Yeah. <laughs> See if anybody bites. Yeah. Um, last question. Have you ever considered bringing a non-English scholar on as a guest? Yeah, all of us. He's angling. Actually, yeah. Just, just kidding. I was going to say, no, that's all. That's, that's, uh, Efren, you're doing great. And uh, so are you, Abe. But actually, uh, he then goes on to ask, maybe someone who majored in a foreign language. Hmm. Thanks for the podcast hmm. once again. That's a cool idea. I don't know if we know enough people, though, that did. We did have some ideas earlier on to uh, have a different range of reactions to the word. Like, uh, Abe, you recorded your kids reacting to the word. Right. I think I didn't edit it in for some reason. That was one of those ideas that died on the vine. We just had a lot of like wacky ideas in the beginning, I think. Yeah. And we didn't carry through. That's even. a shame. We should have more wacky ideas. It requires effort, but yeah, we could maybe do that. <laughs> you say it requires effort. Like if that nah, requires effort. Yeah, you know, that's the duty and kind of. Uh, <laughs> well, anyways, you know what would require almost no effort at all? Ending today's show. Oh, I, I'm sorry. One oh. last thing before we end. Hey, okay. Al- Alfred, why don't you come uh, be our special guest on the podcast? You're officially invited. Yeah. So please, if you can, come down here to Southern California. I'll even let you read the intro and outro. <laughs> the outro being. Yeah, you can be part of the the um the the round table here. We did Rec- have rectangle table. that one time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So it's not unprecedented. Uh, unprecedented. 
English lit person. Yeah, well, she's not what he was saying, like somebody who majored in a foreign language, but... I'd have to find somebody who didn't consider themselves a English scholar who just wanted to talk about a word a lot. Maybe we could do it remotely. I know more podcasters remotely. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're open. We're, to that. we're on it. Don't worry. Mm, yeah, we're writing our as, letters as the great, right now. As the great Andre the Giant used to say, "Don't worry, mm. don't worry. I take care of you. Stay with me. Drink all day." <laughs> it makes me feel a lot better. On each episode of Extreme Vocab. Oh wait. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Extreme Vocabulary. Our music is from Arnold Palmer Golf by Tokuhiko Uwabo and Wagyan Paradise by Erika Imura. Email us at extremevocabulary at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Extreme Vocab. That was me, Josh, and I was with Aaron. And I was with Abe and Josh and Efren. And I, Efren, was with all three of y'all and I am signing off buddy see you next time nice nice and confusing